Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning. I'm back. We did have a beautiful time in Fredericksburg, and it was a beautiful farm where we were. Just phenomenal. I couldn't think of a a better place to be, really, because it was right next to the train tracks, and my grandson loves the trains. We would go out there and sit and wait and wait and wait for the trains to come and watch them and wave to everybody go by. Plus, there was cows and horses and ducks. I know no ducks, chickens, pigs, everything out at the farm. What a wonderful place. What a wonderful family as well. We were blessed by um, a family known as the Pelts that owned the farm. Really um, godly, phenomenal people and um, blessed beyond what we deserve for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the dad jokes for today as we move on. Hopefully you guys had a chance to listen to the audio podcast yesterday, Isaiah 2425, I think it was. Uh, if I if I got my days right, I better check to make sure that I that I did get today's right because of all the crazy stuff we've been doing. Yeah, it's 2627 of, of Isaiah and uh, Ephesians six. Very good. So I did get that right. So first dad joke for today: Why do you never see elephants hiding behind trees? <laughs> because they're so good at it. <laughs> All right, we get another one today. I thought this one was pretty cute. Um, why can't you use beef stew as a password? Because it's not strong enough. Or I should say strong, strong enough. Uh, we'll do one more because I, I blew that, uh, the, the delivery. Mm, how about this one? You know what they say about cliffhangers? Yeah, I figured you'd figure that one out. Let's go ahead and move into the reading for today. Father, thank you for this morning and giving us the opportunity to come into uh, your presence. Listen to your spirit. Speak to us your words of these prophecies, of these amazing things that you wrote. So God, give us understanding during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. And if any of you are new, please let us know, especially if you're up in the Fredericksburg area. We got to see so many wonderful people up there. We have one uh, lovely sister in the Lord who listens in Spanish because she's from Mexico and she doesn't quite have the English language down enough to be sitting in the service uh, with their pastor there. So she she jumps on with our service in Spanish. So we're very blessed to know that there are people up there that are working and raising families that can... Um, Join us and be with us. All right, so Isaiah 26. This is the song of trust in God's protection. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up walls and ramparts for security. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the one that remains faithful, the steadfast of mine you will keep in perfect peace. Because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. For he has brought 
Lo, those who dwell on high, the unassailable city. He lays it low. He lays it low to the ground. He casts it to the dust. The foot will trample it, the feet of the afflicted, the steps of the helpless. The way of the righteous is smooth. O upright one, make the path of the righteous level. Indeed, while following the way of your judgments, O Lord, we have waited for you eagerly. Your name, even your memory, is the desire of our souls. At night, my soul longs for you. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently. For when the earth experiences your judgments, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Though the wicked is shown favor, he does not learn righteousness. He deals unjustly in the land of uprightness. He does not perceive the majesty of the Lord. O Lord, your hand is lifted up, yet they do not see it. They see your zeal for the people and are put to shame. Indeed, fire will devour your enemies. Lord, you will establish peace for us, since you have also performed for us all our works. O Lord, our God. Other masters besides you have ruled us, but through you alone we confess your name. The dead will not live. The departed spirits will not rise. Therefore, you have punished and destroyed them. You have wiped out all remembrance of them. You have increased the nation, O Lord. You have increased the nation. You are glorified. You have extended all the borders of the land. O Lord, they sought you in distress. They could only whisper a prayer. Your chastening was upon them. As a pregnant woman approaches the time to give birth, she writhes and cries out in her labor pains. Thus were we before you, O Lord. We were pregnant. We writhed in labor and gave birth as it seems only to the wind. We could not accomplish deliverance for the earth, nor were inhabitants of the world born. Your dead will live. Their corpses will rise. You who lie in the dust, awake and shout for joy. For your dew is as the dew of the dawn. The earth will give birth to the departed spirits. Come, my people, enter into your rooms and close the door behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation runs its course. For behold, the Lord is about to come out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will reveal her bloodshed and will no longer cover her slain. Chapter 27. In that day, the Lord will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, with a fierce and great and mighty sword. Even Leviathan, the twisted serpent, he will kill the dragon who lives in the sea. In that day, a vineyard of wine, sing of it, I, the Lord, am its keeper. I water it every moment so that no one will damage it. I guard it night and day. I have no wrath. Should someone give me briars and thorns in battle, then I would step on them. I would burn them completely or let him rely on my protection. Let him make peace with me. In the days to come, Jacob will take root. Israel will blossom and sprout, and they will fill the whole world with fruit. Like the striking of him who has struck them, he has struck them. Or like the slaughter of his slain, they have been slain. You contended with them by banishing them, by driving them away. With his fierce wind, he has expelled them on the day of the east wind. Therefore, through this, Jacob's iniquity will be forgiven. And this will be the full price of pardoning for his sin. 
when he makes all the altar stones like pulverized chalk stone, when ashram and incense altars will not stand, for the fortified city is isolated, a homestead forlorn and forsaken like the desert, like the calf will graze, and then it will lie down, it will feed on its branches. When its limbs are dry, they are broken off. Women come and make a fire with them, for they are not a people of discernment. Therefore, their maker will not have compassion on them, and their creator will not be gracious to them. In that day, the Lord will start his threshing from the flowing streams of Euphrates to the brook of Egypt, and you will be gathered up one by one, O sons of Israel. And it will come about also in that day that a great trumpet will be blown, and those who were perishing in the land of Assyria and who were scattered in the land of Egypt will come and worship the Lord in the holy mountain at Jerusalem. We noticed that um, yesterday, I think it was on yesterday, we're talking about maybe it's the other day, the, the, the way that Egypt and Assyria will be brought into the family of, the, of, of those uh, ostensibly, ostensibly is the right word, in the millennium, that those that have come through and accepted Jesus <laughs> as you know, former Muslims or whatever that they were brought up in, uh, those people now will have children and those nations will, will uh, begin to be populated and they will be a part of the um, millennial saints. Very interesting how God has uh, always has had a compassion for the entire world. Even the most rebellious and obstinate, including Assyria of all uh of all countries, which is basically the Islamic nations, you could kind of, um, the Middle Eastern Islamic nations, ancient Islamic nations, kind of thing, before Islam, you could go way back. Anyway, uh, verse 20, um, 19, 20, 21, uh, back in the, the previous chapter in uh, 26, is phenomenal. What we see here is this glorious future for Israel. Essentially, Israel, which... Isaiah wept for Israel in previous chapters, saying that your demise is coming, you're going to be wiped out, you're going to be taken into captivity. And remember, he is, he is ministering during this time of Hezekiah, Uzziah, um, and these attacks that are coming upon Judah, and uh, uh, the northern ten kingdoms have been taken away into captivity. And imagine the, they're, they're fighting losing battles is what's happening. This is the decline of of Israel and Judah when they are losing and losing and losing and the these Assyrians come and they tell them Rabshakeh, and all these guys saying they're on the wall, they're going, you know what, you guys are going to be totally wiped out. There's nobody that can stand up to us. Nobody. And you might as well just get used to it. You're going to starve to death and uh, slowly starving to death. And this is what's going to happen to you. And and they're, they're, they're crying out to God as Achai is laying his on the face in his temple going, God, they're going to wipe us out. What can we do? And we see that God gives them the prophecy through Isaiah of this, of that all of the uh, soldiers would be wiped out the next day. He would protect them then. But, but Isaiah is also diligently seeking the Lord. He wants to be in his presence. And he, he's seen all this, the rebellion of Israel and, and Judah, and he's seen all of this, this bloodshed and all these wars. And, but he gets this beautiful prophecy in the future, though. Israel would be established. There'd be a light to the world. There would be a blessing to the world. And, and we see the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah. It's really, really strong in Isaiah, almost stronger than anywhere else, but very strong. And the church, because then 
it's the 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 knowledge. Um, the earth will be filled with the um, the knowledge and the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Well, that's through the spread of Christianity. You know, Christianity has spread throughout the world. Not Judaism. Christianity has, although we call it the Judeo-Christian ethic. But it's the, you know what I mean. And and so the the whole world. And we're going to see this a little bit in Ephesians 6, but the, the whole world has heard the gospel per se. And what's so interesting about verse 19 and verse 20 in that chapter 26, it is a very strong type of the rapture. The Lord is saying, come, hide for a little while. Come into my quarters, my dwelling place, and hide for a little while while my indignation is poured out on the earth. It is him um, petitioning the bride to come in and, and, and hide so that he can essentially prepare the wedding feast and get rid of all of those who would want to destroy the, um, the marriage. And uh, it's, it's very amazing. It's quite strong. Go back and read it. 19, 20, 21, uh, verse 20 of chapter 26. It's phenomenal. And then, of course, 27 is really the blessing of of the earth that's going to come upon the earth with, um, with the establishment, essentially, of the church itself. So now we will jump over to Ephesians 6. Family relationships. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ, not by way of eye service as men-pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, render service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters, do the same thing to them, and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand, stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with the truth. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, take up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, Be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints, and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. 
but that you also may know about my circumstances, how I am doing. Tychicus, my beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make everything known to you. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know about us, and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Isn't that a nice way to end it? (laughs) That's a great prayer of blessing upon all those who love Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. The love we have is from God above, and it comes down from the Father of lights and indwells within us, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's incorruptible. Well, we normally focus on the on the armament of God in Ephesians 6, which is worthy of study, and there's a lot of good information there. I'll let you go check that out and track it down. But the, the thing I want to just uh, jump on is this idea of, number one, children being aberrant, uh, obedient to parents and, and, and fathers. Treat your kids right. Don't, don't be overbearing on them. But the idea is be bearing on them. What happens is too many uh, families today let their kids walk all over them and, and get whatever. And, uh, oh, son, you don't have to come to church if you don't want it. No, you don't have to listen to this. Oh, or read your Bible if that's not what you want. Uh, we are to raise our kids to instruct them and raise them up in the Lord. And it is our calling. It is a duty. It is uh, There is no option on this. We have been given these children as a, a stewardship when they're born, to raise them in the knowledge of the Lord and the love of the Lord. And the way you do that is not by (laughs) dropping your kid off at church and going out (laughs) to go have lunch and play golf. Uh, That Too many parents do that. That It's so sad to see parents drop their kids off at church. Have a good time. I'll see you when it's over. You need to learn about God. No, what the parent and the father, especially the father, especially the father, need to do because kids are going to follow the Lord if the father does. All of the research shows that overwhelmingly 90% of families, if the father passionately follows the Lord with his whole heart, mind, and soul, the kids will too. Thank God that the mothers who do it with the fathers that are off playing golf, there's like a 70, 73% chance their kids are going to follow the Lord, which is awesome. They want to diminish the women's role. It's super important. You need both, obviously. But the father needs to model Jesus Christ to his kids, not beat them, not scream at them, not tell them how they need to stop playing on their cell phones and you need to cut your hair and stop doing all this stuff. They need to model a walk with God. And that is our mandate. And when we do that, then the kids will follow the Lord, and they will honor us. So we can't just say, you have to honor me. I'm your father. The Bible says you have to honor me. We have to show them how we honor God and how we uh, we are always correcting with gentleness and respect and, um, and, and show them how we honor God every single day. So important. And the other thing is the, the slaves. <laughs> We don't have slaves here in our country. Unfortunately, there's way too many slaves in other places. But notice that Jesus, Paul, puts Holy Spirit puts the same value on a slave as it does anyone, a child, a husband, a wife. It was, in other words, it is someone who was 
a, a servant serving either for money or for for housing, for food. We have to remember, not all slaves were treated bad. Some were blessed to have a roof over their heads and to have food and clothing and protection, even medical treatment. They were well cared for, and they gave back in, in work. And so these people went to church together. But there was no differentiating. God was not partial uh, over the, the master of the slave. They were both the same. And what God does is he notices the smallest details. So one guy, the master, might have this amazing business and have all this responsibility and leader in the city and in the gates and have all this honor and stuff. The slave, if he was out in the field or the woman, if she's cleaning the house, the Lord was noticing them and how they were working as a ministry. Say, look, I'm holding you, you know, be respectful and work hard and do things unto me because you are doing it to me, not to them. And this is helpful for us as we learn how to work, as we learn in our work environment that uh, we may not think, well, I don't have a ministry per se, but you have a testimony and it is your ministry to be faithful unto the Lord. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, as the Bible says. So there you go. All right. Psalm 110, verse 3. Thy people shall be willing in that day of thy power. Blessed be the God of grace, that it is so. He has a people whom he has chosen from of old to be a particular portion. These, by nature, have wills as stubborn as the rest of the forward sons of Adam. But when the day of his power comes and grace displays its omnipotence, they become willing to repent and to believe in Jesus. None are saved unwillingly, but they, (laughs) I like that. None are saved unwillingly. (laughs) Okay. Sounds like free will to me. Um, But the will is made sweetly to yield itself. (laughs) Okay, Calvinist, you can argue back on that one. What a wondrous power this is which never violates the will and yet rules it. God does not break the lock, but he opens it by a master key, which he alone can handle. Now, are we willing to be, to do, or to suffer as the Lord wills? If at any time we grow rebellious, he has but to come to us with power, and straightway we run in the way of his commands with all our hearts. May this be a day of power with me as to some noble effort for the glory of God and the good of my fellow men. Lord, I am willing. May I not hope that this is a day of thy power? I am wholly at thy disposal, willing, yea, eager to be used of thee for thy holy purposes. O Lord, let me not have to cry, to will is present within me, but how to perform that which I would, I find not. But give me power as thou givest me will. So there you go. Um, we need to pray for God's direction in our life to utilize us to accomplish his will in this world. Beautiful. Father God, we do thank you for this time, this beautiful time we get to spend together. And for the amazing prophecies, as as today, Father, one of my all-time favorite prophecies in Isaiah 26, of your invitation to come and hide a little while, while your wrath and your indignation is poured out upon the world because of their 
they're Christ rejecting, rejecting rebellious wills, uh, even with all of the warnings that has been um, sounded throughout the generations in this world and the word being available to them, all of the witness of all believers through all time. God, we thank you that we are getting something we don't deserve, and we, uh, <laughs> we can only marvel at how you know how to take care of us better than we can ourselves and to guide us as the good shepherd. So we do thank you for that, God. Recognizing, God, that there are many people right now that need to hear that. There is so much isolation going on and so much helplessness, and people are losing um, an understanding of why we're here. We used to, historically, as a culture in the West, have an idea that we were created and here by God's design, and now people don't even know if this world is real or we're in a simulation and they don't know why there's any point to life and no wonder we have so much suicide going on. So God, we cry out to you and pray that you would make your gospel known through us. Give them understanding. Touch those that are hurting this morning and that need a touch, that need healing and need hope. So many people that need hope right now. And we only can pray, God, that you would reach out and, and make, um, make yourself real to them in a powerful way. So thank you, God. And we recognize that there's many people that are still healing and going through healing. There are people that are, that are preparing for knee surgery and hip, uh, hip surgery for replacement. God, we want to pray that um, there was a, a request um, of a woman that, that needs a hip replacement sooner than later, God. We want to just lift up her up and ask that you help her with the doctors, if it's your will, God, to get that hip replacement right away so she can get on healing and not, uh, not have to wait because it will cause her body a lot of inflammation later and she has to travel. So we pray for her. We pray for uh, people that are recovering from heart surgery and thanking you, God, that you have such an amazing um, science now that through predominantly through many Christians in the early days have developed these techniques. We thank you for those recovering and those that are recovering from cancer. And Father, we want to thank you for so many wonderful uh, stories of people having recovered from cancer and are now cancer-free. We celebrate that, God. We, th we celebrate that as something from you. And we pray for those that are still seeking that healing, Pastor Joe and so many others, Maria Elena and um, so many others, even Susie up in Arizona, still looking for a complete healing. They thank you for remission for many um, long years that she's been putting up with it. Uh, and up in, in Canada with Hank and different people that are, that are just needing, God, a complete clean bill of health and, and for the treatments to take their effect and have to be, and, and be able to finish them up. So in all these things, we, we lift up your name. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. And for those that are coming to know you, we, we are so joyful for that. So thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, there you go. For today, we are back. It's nice to be back in studio and not uh, fumbling around on my computer outside trying to figure out how to get online. But um, it's I really appreciate you guys hanging in there with us while we were on on the move. And we invite anyone on the uh, audio podcast to jump jump on the, the live feed. 
which is every day at nine o'clock Puerto Vallarta time, which is now New Mexico time. Anyway, Mountain Standard Time, please jump on with us at 9. You can go to calvarypv.com and just hit watch live or go to Facebook Live, YouTube Live, uh, so many formats, um, Telegram. Look for Calvary Chapel, Puerto Vallarta, or Matter for Breakfast. So we will do this again tomorrow. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.